Welcome. My name is Winston Smith. I'm a faculty member here and counselor at the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. And I'm joined here today by Laura Andrews, who is a counselor at CCF and also our intern uh, coordinator, and Cecilia Bernhardt, who's a counselor here and the director of our counseling department, and Miriam Herzog, who works in our customer service department and is also um, a student here at CCF. So welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to put a question out to you guys today. I know this is kind of this comes up regularly in counseling. Uh, we lead really busy lives, and folks often come in wondering how to manage manage their busyness. And some people, you know, are tempted to kind of get overloaded in their schedules and just you know book themselves to the gills. And other people go the other direction and try to just empty their <laughs> schedules of everything. Um, so what, what, kind of, what kind of thoughts do you find yourselves sharing with counselors who struggle with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say um, I think busyness is impacting our whole culture. I don't know about you guys, but everybody I know is busy, whether that's mm-hmm. single, married, with kids, kids themselves, everybody's schedule is busy. And I think in some ways, I consider busyness Satan's newest tool. It's just a way to just distract us, keep us on our toes, keep us moving, and um, can really keep us from focusing in on the things that are most important. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think one, the probably the the ori- orienting principle um, for me and for those who I counsel is to consider, um, you know, how do we you know how do we live as Christians? And I think for that is to fix our eyes on Jesus, like Hebrews talks about in Hebrews twelve. Um, Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's consider him as an example. You know, he's he is the author and perfecter of our faith. But then, how did he handle the busyness of of just a, a demanding and impacting schedule? He spent time alone in prayer. He mm-hmm. spent time with friends, interacting in a personal way, and then he knew how to spend time um, invested into his work in ministry. I guess what you know. So when you fix your eyes on Jesus, what's you know, how does that change the way we we respond? Yeah, I I think that's a great way to ask the question because I think um, the first thing is fixing our eyes on Jesus solidifies our relationship with Him. We we start with Him. He is the pivot point for for life, and that includes considering schedule. Then also considering Him as an example. How did He balance His time? And I think we could say that um, Jesus was the most um, effective and impacting person who ever lived. And so for us, that raises um, issues of racing from one thing to the next, always kind of pushing ourselves to, to do more, to be, act, to be more active. But I think for, for Jesus, he had more of a balance. He had more cadence to his schedule, mm-hmm. that he carved out that time mm-hmm. to be in prayer, that he spent time in dinner with the disciples. or you know, And, and then he also, that, that seemed to to strengthen him to mm-hmm. to spend time with the larger crowds or to do his preaching ministry mm-hmm. so so to me it's it's both an acknowledgement of, of what he's done for mm-hmm. me as my savior and then also how he models a life that is well spent yeah i'm wondering how how focusing on jesus kind of addresses the internal pressure i feel you know i think i think people get busy for all kinds of different reasons mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have a lot of people coming at us with wants and demands, and we all probably say yes for 
for slightly different reasons. What, what's some of the internal pressure, mm. you know, that we feel that gets us overbooked? Mm. Well, I found that, um, and I've seen this especially for people who feel called to ministry either in a lay capacity or even a professional um, capacity that um, they just have this mindset that if they have any free time that it should be going to serving other people. Exactly. And so I was speaking with someone recently and, and they said that they were already feeling you know busy and overworked and yet somebody else came to them with a, with a request and in that moment, even though they knew I should be spending that time, you know, with my spouse or alone with the Lord or even just relaxing at home, they just felt like their automatic answer had to be yes because exactly. it was selfish or inappropriate for them to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing, you know, that, 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 that we fight against is this identity of, you know, to be a, a servant of God, we need to always be serving other people. We need to always be open to saying yes to somebody else, even if it means it it hinders our health, um, our internal relationships, relationships with family or friend, um, and even our relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people would say even time that they have set aside to to be quiet, to meditate, to pray and read the word, um, they're quick to give that up because they feel that pressure. I mean, can can you like feel the the force of that argument, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Um, well, love is sacrificial, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, shouldn't I be putting other people ahead of myself? And, and isn't that going to cost me something? So, so on what so, basis do I say no? When someone mm-hmm. asks for something that seems like, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they could really use a hand with that, I should say yes. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, Winston, something I do with my kids every day before they go off on their days and I go off on mine is this J-O-Y, joy, Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. But unless we understand that Jesus comes first and we create a boundary around our time with Jesus, mm-hmm. that can also help us to look at that acronym. Because I think it is true overall that we're pretty self-centered. So we tend to think about what we want. That can also organize the schedule a lot. Well, no, I feel like doing this and I feel like doing that. And so there's, like you said mm-hmm. earlier, there's many different reasons for our busyness mm-hmm. um, and many different agendas at work. You have the person who's overly uh, burdened by the sense that ministry has to take over but then I think there's that sense of yes serving the Lord means spending time with him first Mm -hmm. if you're married with kids it means spending time with your family kind of like a concentric circle Mm -hmm. kind of a structure going out so you have the Lord in the center and then you have your family immediate family your friends of course Mm -hmm. your work commitments come in there too but Mm -hmm. I just really think it's a process it's taking it to the Lord Mm -hmm. almost daily saying Lord how do you want me to use this day Mm -hmm. in a way that's not frazzled and hectic and being able to say no Mm -hmm. which is hard (laughs) see I wonder if um, part of keeping Christ central um, is realizing that that the Lord's ability to care and help help people isn't limited to me. That's right. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. when people are asking us for help, not even realizing it's like we slip into this mindset of it's it's me or nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just mindful of the different places in Scripture, uh, especially with the Apostle Paul, like in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, where we're we're called to have sober judgment about That's ourselves right. and our abilities, mm-hmm. and and in humility recognize our limitations so that. I'm not tempted to think, 
I, I need to realize I'm part of a body and I'm equipped and gifted in particular ways and, and I shouldn't say yes to everything because I'm not really equipped to do everything. That's right. And if I think that I can, then I'm actually going to hurt other people. I'm going to hurt myself and I'm ignoring the broader riches and resources in the body. So actually it can be, it can be selfish mm-hmm. and prideful, even though it doesn't feel like pride, it feels more like fear and pressure, but it can be selfish and prideful. To, to think that I should say yes to everything as if I'm the solution to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, that's, you're making a great point, and you're reminding me of one of our counseling tools that we use that, um, that Paul Tripp came up with called uh, response, Circles of Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the smaller inner circle, we would say, is our, the responsibilities that the Lord is calling us to. And then there's a, there's a circle right outside that circle that is the circle of concerns. And what happens is if we pull what you're talking about, Winston, is, you know, we have a tendency to pull concerns into our responsibility. Not only will that overwhelm us and and we'll just be burnt out, but we actually deprive other people of connecting with the Lord in ways that he's calling them. Mm -hmm. Like their circles of responsibility lie outside ours. And when he deals directly with him, with them, um, then good fruit results for them and through them to others. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's been very helpful in my own life. And then also to my counselees as we've kind of sorted through that well, mm-hmm. what 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 is the Lord calling me to and then the, it's the concerns you know it's not that we don't think about those but we pray for those and we we you know allow the Lord to work in other mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. Oh, I've actually used that model many times with counselees to kind of break down you know what their day-to-day life and I've had them mm-hmm. journal about okay what are the things that that are my responsibilities what are the things that are my concerns and then I've also had them start to write down what they do on a day-to-day basis, you know, just really yeah. focus in and say, okay, from this time to this time, this is how I spent my time. Um, I've done this whenever they've felt overwhelmed. And then we started to look at that and say, okay, where do you maybe need to cut back or where do you maybe have more time where you can commit to serve? Um, and then after they've kind of tried out kind of that plan that they've created for themselves, We've, we've evaluated, okay, where has it been hard to hold those boundaries or you know, mm-hmm. keep the commitments that you made as you've examined your schedule? And then we've, we've asked those questions like, is it because you feel that no one else is going to do it? You know, is it um, because you're afraid of saying no to somebody and then being upset with you? And then we kind of navigate um, those scenarios as well. Like, how can you say this to someone um, in a loving way? Um, while still communicating your previous commitments or responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, well, Laura, you're kind of hitting at the heart of CCF, which is we're going back to what is the motivation for what's mm-hmm. going on, what's going on in our hearts. That's right. And that's, I think that's important for us with busyness. So, mm-hmm. great. Great. Well, thanks for coming in, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.